0: So, welcome to I Got You Podcast. I'm Heather and I'm here with Keisha and Renee, the host of I Got You Podcast. Today, our topic will be on Love the Polyamorous Way. Today, our special guest is Kakuji Chagalea, but for short, it's Kuji. He's a singer. Songwriter, he's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Who's practicing? Who's a practicing advocate for polyamory? So, welcome, Kuji Welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: We're very open to understanding more about polyamory because we've just been in monogamous relationships. So, knowing a little bit more and spreading it to our audience is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, our first one, right? People often mistake polygamy and polyamory. What are some of the key differences between these lifestyles? Excuse me.
2: So um, polygamy is more multiple spouses opposed to having multiple relationships, which polyamory is. And polygamy could be a form of polygyny or polyandry, where polyandry, a woman has multiple husbands and the male has multiple wives, and they only engage romantically and sexually with that particular person. If it's polandry, they only engage with that woman, the wife. And if it's uh, polygyny, then they only engage with uh, with the husband. Whereas polyamory, you can love freely. You can date whom you want to and what polyamory means. But little translation, it's Latin and Greek for many and loves. But the concept and the principles of behind polyamory is to have the capacity and the desire to love more than one person simultaneously okay. while everyone is in the know and accepting of those multiple relationships, you know.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so. So, 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 so that is okay for your wife to date a guy or a girl or whatever she wants. It's, mm-hmm. You don't have a problem with any of that.
2: No, no. And oh. So there's, there's so many different dynamics that you may experience in polyamory for myself and my wife. We uh, we practice uh, what we call kitchen table polyamory um, because we date separately because we both are heterosexual. So we date separately. We would never date in a triad, which is uh, inviting someone into our relationship. Um, But uh, she's definitely open to all the freedoms that I have. It's not a a, a factor of me allowing her to do this or allowing me to do that. Neither one of us own or possess each other. So, you know, we both encourage and support one another's happiness, you know, however that may look. And if that happiness consists of loving someone else outside of each other, then we support that as well. Because at the end of the day, our love together is still there. We're still desiring to share that love together. So is
3: there typically any jealousy
2: if you're jealous so a lot of people like to believe that if you're polyamorous you don't get jealous and (laughs) right really jealousy isn't a real emotion it's more so frustration neglect and you know things of that nature but it does arise you know um but what people that are polyamorous do, we typically learn how to process. We find ways to process that jealousy. We try to get to the root of why do we feel this way, you know, and attack that and say, okay, how can we process this to move beyond these feelings or uncomfortable feelings or, or insecurities that we may be feeling to be able to thrive together and to move forward and rise in love, you yeah. know, opposed to, you know, having the pitfalls that jealousy will, you know, usually bring forth. So, but yeah, so it does, it does arise. And we just, we just try to handle it. We try to communicate, you know, that's one of the biggest keys to polyamory is just um, communication. And for my wife and I, we believe firmly in practicing effective communication yeah. while being brutally honest with ourselves about who we are, what we want, what we need and desire, and then effectively communicating that with each other and you know, accepting each other for that as mm-hmm. well. And just trying to grow from there, you know, so if there's some discomforts or some insecurities that may arise, and we sit down and have a conversation about it, you know, um, whatever it may be, you know, but typically, we've done a good job at at, at handling jealousy if it arises, and we really, we're so comfortable in our love style that it really, we really haven't been met with anything in the last, i say, four or five years that really bothers us
1: to where we may feel some of those um, emotions of jealousy, you know. So I wanted to ask because I know you're, you talk a little about, but I wanted to understand how did you get started in this whole um, lifestyle um, and kind of if you could explain you, how you started, how kind of how it works. I mean, you, you did touch a little bit into it, but I just want to understand like what leads someone to wanna or what led you to wanna pursue this type of relationship.
2: Yeah. So for me, yeah. uh, anyone that knows me from my childhood to now know that I've always been a lover, you know, hence the Instagram name, who's the lover? Yeah. Uh, I've always been a lover of people. Um, and I've always had a desire to love more than one person uh, and be loved by more than one person as well. But, you know, growing up, that wasn't the understanding that I had, you know, the understanding that I had is I had to be monogamous and, You know, you meet that one person and fall in love with them, and it it wasn't ideal to me, but I knew I had to conform to that, you know. But being the sort of rebel that I was, I always kind of, you know, uh, steered away from it. Yeah. You know, but back then it was more so just cheating, you know. Um, Oh, but I knew that I desired to be, you know, non-monogamous. But I didn't know that there was a, a a love style or a lifestyle, you know, something that people were practicing, you know, back then. So I did what everyone else did. I, you know, I did a lot of cheating, um, until a few years after, you know, meeting my wife. And just kind of discussing those things, I felt, you know, more. Com- she made me feel more comfortable with bringing those things to her. Okay. And it was the first time I really had been in a relationship where I felt open and vulnerable, open to be vulnerable about my desires. And um, at first, you know, we decided to just open up because I had these desires to, you know, I was curious about this woman. I'm like, she's gorgeous. She she stimulates my mind. Yeah. I'm interested in her. But yet I have this amazingly gorgeous woman who's brilliant, who's intelligent, you know, but I still, you know, want to, you know, get to know this person. And she was comfortable enough to say, okay, you know, explore that. And so when I did so, I started reading and researching open relationships um, as much as I could. And I found so much information until I started seeing this term polyamory. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a real word. So I just dismissed it. Until a friend of mine was like, hey, Coogee, you? you know, I met a couple on the cruise ship and they were telling me about this lifestyle <laughs> there and, you know, the, um, where the husband has a girlfriend and the wife has a girlfriend and a boyfriend and all that. And the things that they were describing, it reminded me of some of the things that you'd be saying. No. And so I was like, man, I, I've been seeing that term. And back then, this was like maybe 10, 10 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And back then, we went not there wasn't much information on the web on the internet for me to find out. So I was in all the Yahoo chats and stuff like that, trying to find out about open marriages and the open relationships. And I finally was like, let me find out about polyamory. And I looked it up, saw the definition. And I was like, that's me. That is me. Yeah. But my wife, she was open to the open part and, you know, hall passes. I was, you know, as you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I finally told her about polyamory and what that meant, she's like, wait a minute, you want to fall in love with someone else too? Mm-mm, I can't do that but that's kind of how I got into it because it was really always within me and always a desire in me but I finally had the the uh, support to really explore that you know and so I did so
1: so it's interesting thing. that you said something so because because you guys are open to it it's not considered cheating
2: <laughs> it's correct oh okay I mean, what, what, what's cheating by definition?
4: You know, going behind your lover's back yeah. with
2: someone else. I may mean, look, whether it's emotional
1: yeah. or
4: physical,
2: you know, but when you're open and honest and communicative about what you have going on, it's, it's not cheating.
1: Right, okay,
2: yeah. I, I, you know, because think about it, you play you're playing you play a video game, and your partner, whoever you're playing against, they're operating by those rules, and you do something that's not along those rules. Well, in polyamory, we create our own rules. Right. Yeah, well, in, in my marriage, we create our own rules. You know what we decide is what we decide. So if that's not a rule of ours, then yeah, we're not
1: cheating. So kuji could you kind of explain quickly again the the structure? Like, how, so she's she can um, seek her relationship and then your relationship, but you don't do anything together. Like. Correct. And is it more than one t- relationships within?
2: Well, the beauty of polyamory is you can date however many you you desire to date, okay. whatever your capacity is. Um, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm sorry. So, but yes, yeah, she she definitely can explore and meet whomever she okay. desires to meet. Because at the end of the day, our relationship is our focus. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not putting our relationship over you know the other relationships. We allow autonomy for those outside relationships and our other partners, but we also understand that our focus, you know, is each other as well as, you know, our family, but, you know, we we are free to explore as many connections as we want, and it's not always a sexual thing too, so, you know, it can just be a a deeply intimate platonic relationship or connection as well, so, you know, we just try to be open to exploring what feels good and what makes our heart sing.
1: Okay.
3: So as it relates to exploring these other relationships, Mm -hmm. would you uh, explore outside of your relationship? And say, for instance, you found somebody else that you were that in love with where you said you wanted to marry them as well. Is that a thing? Would you be able to marry them?
2: So, the. If I were to do that, I would be venturing more into polygamy, which is okay. more multiple spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, and polyamory is, is, is just having multiple relationships and loving freely. Um, but to answer the question, I don't desire a second wife or a third wife. Okay. Um, I do desire just having those commitments of longevity, you know, loving commitments of longevity. Because the majority of the people that I've dated in my past are married as well. Um, and they already have their own, you know, families as well, too, so, but that's not to say I won't date someone who is single, you know, I'm open to dating whomever, however, I, the, the closest, Closest to that I'm open to doing is more of a commitment ceremony because like, even within my own marriage, I don't really value the, the institution of marriage as a westernized uh, okay. understanding, but I value the commitment that my wife and I make to each other, the vow that she and I make with each other to be together, to love each other, to to work through whatever it is that we, you know, may face together. Um, So I'm open to, to uh, having a life partner. Yeah. in in maybe a commitment ceremony opposed to actually marrying someone. What would you
3: say to people who think that sex is the main reason for polyamory?
2: Oh, this is the same thing I say to him all the time. I mean, it's not a a sexual thing. There's non-sexual relationships. I've had plenty of connections that were very much non-sexual relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, polyamory is about loving more. You know, and I understand that in this society, we equate sex and love together, and it's two totally different things, you know. And it doesn't always have to be uh, encompassed within the other. I agree. You know, you can love someone deeply and not be sexually attracted to that individual you you can you know be sexually attracted to someone and not love them deeply Mm -hmm. you know so polyamory it's it's not really a sexual thing but i definitely understand why people get the the misconception of it being a sexual thing because with having multiple partners romantic partners then yes that includes a lot more sex you know and Fortunately, I will say that the poly community is is very much sex positive. You know, a majority of us believe in sex positivity, uh, sexual liberation. Yeah. Um, And we're very much uh, fans and and, and components of that as well, my wife and I. Like, we believe firmly in sexual liberation. And we believe that you should be free to explore however you desire to explore sexually. Yeah. You know, um, but at the end of the day, polyamory is more about loving more. You know, I have I have way more loving connections than I do sexual partners.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. I know you live with your
0: wife, but what mm-hmm. if you want to spend time with one of your girlfriends, right? Okay. You are considered girlfriends, right? There. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, yes. So, like I mentioned earlier, I briefly brushed over uh, we practice kitchen table poly, and there's two types of. Uh, poly that you can practice, polyamory via parallel poly and polyamory via kitchen table poly, and I'll explain it too. Okay. For Us kitchen table poly means that we all are in the know for who each other. Are we? We are open to building friendships, okay. you know, with you know our partners and connecting as if we could all can sit down at the kitchen table and eat together. Versus where parallel poly is, we all know of each other, but we don't interact on any level. Now, kitchen table poly means that we're not sexually. Um, active with each other which is all platonic and room and, and uh, not romantic but platonically connected um so wow. because we're a kitchen table poly um and we support our outside connections and you know we understand that she and i are married and we established you know a family together before our venturing to poly family then we open our homes to our you know our lovers our partners um, to come and share time with us here in our homes. Uh, if we desire to go visit them and share time with them, then it's okay. Um, we understand. We, we try to make our, our outside connections as legitimate as possible, mm-hmm. you know, because we never want someone to feel like they're a side piece. You, know, right. you, you We are in a legitimate mm-hmm. relationship. Well, let me correct you. I'm currently not in a relationship outside of my wife, mm-hmm. But when we are, we're... Um, we're in legitimate relationships, <clears throat> and we want our partners to understand and feel that, we, you, you know, we, our relationship is legitimate. Your love for me and mine for you for you is legitimate. You know, um, we won't hide that, and we won't make you feel like you're an outsider because we have already established our connection. You know, we welcome the connection that you want to establish as well. So, for example, you know, my wife's boyfriend, um, he and his wife, they're, they're here all the time. You know, or, you know, she's there all the time with our kids, and they hang out. You know, they may spend a night here as well. Um, she may spend a the night there, or I may spend a the night there. Or we may visit each other if it's a long-distance connection. You know, we may travel to visit, you know, our partners. So we, we try to create time and space,
0: you know, to cultivate those relationships outside of each other. Which? So if they're there and they want to have sex, you would excuse yourself from the room, or...?
2: Well, because we have small children, we don't really display a lot of um, um, affection or sexual affection okay. in front of the children, because we don't want to give them the wrong impression of what you know things are and yeah. how things operate. Okay. But we don't hide it. We we don't hide it from them. You know, we speak about polyamory. We talk on the phone to our partners when they're not here. Our partners come here. You know, uh, like I said, they spend the night as well. And our our kids, you know we believe they have an understanding of what is going on, but they see it more as just loving connections, you know, with people. And and this is how they've always been. They've always been around this. Um, So it's more of a norm to them, but we will try to wait until like maybe later in the night, you know, out of respect for the children, or, you know, we basically the kids, you know, off for the weekend or something like that, or, you know, for the night to say, go spend the night at your, your friend's house, yeah. you know, and, or, you know, she and I will, you know, make plans to, to get out of the house or something like that, or, you know, go, go to the house or, or get a room, Airbnb, which is really something that we do fancy now. We've gotten more into getting Airbnbs. So you kind of want to have that that alone time to do what you want to do, so we, you know we, we support
1: that as well okay cool that that leaves yeah. me this is a good segue into the question Heather right. I know um so how do you discuss sexual health in in a relationship like that because I, I obviously it's important yeah. and you want to make sure that everybody is good is, is, is how do you approach yeah. that
2: well so my wife and I we already were heavily you know, conversing on, you know, sexual health because she and I both have lost someone dear and close um, to us, to the complications of HIV. Mm -hmm. So, even when we first met, it was always a conversation that she and I had. It was always something that she and I were doing as far as the checkups regularly, which still continues to this day. Um, But the beautiful thing about the polyamorous community is that the conversation and topic of sexual health is always on the forefront. Like, it's always at the top of the conversation where it's like, hey, when the last time you have you gotten checked up or hey, you know what I'm saying? If you're conversing with someone a potential, as we may call it, yeah. in polyamory. You're conversing with a potential like, hey what's what's your status? So, you know, have you when the last time you've gotten checked up or you know, let me see your paperwork. Right, you
4: know,
1: that's what I'm thing. saying. So, do you ask for we, proof? It's just,
2: it's just
1: uh, No, I was saying that you, do you ask for please. proof? that yeah yeah okay. definitely that's what i'm saying let me see let me see your paperwork yeah. you
4: know and we we make it a normal conversation in in the public community to, to ask those questions
2: okay you know so it's not like a discomfort like you make the stigma that you know you may have out here in the world you know uh, surrounding um sexual health where people don't really want to say this or people don't want to get tested but that you know it's like the public community is like no yeah let's let's talk about that let's discuss that because it it's it, in a way it's educating you know, individuals on sexual health and how to engage with someone who may have an STI or STD, yeah. you know, or how to prevent, you know, those things or how to steer clear from, you know, if that's your choice. You know, um, we so we, we definitely have those conversations on a regular basis. Okay. Like my wife and I, we definitely uh, we try to get checked up twice a year um, or after we encounter a new sexual partner.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Why what are some of the the
3: things that people misunderstand
2: about polyamory? Well, two things that you guys already mentioned is that they understand, misunderstand, cheat that it's cheating. Um, the other is that it's just a, a sex fest. And because be honest with you, I, <laughs> I don't get as much sex as I would really like to have in polyamory <laughs> with my partner, <laughs> you know, my partner. But you know, it's it's not like I'm hurting for it because we, it does happen, right? You know, but it's, it's not necessarily our focus to go out and I mean, the who have sex. That's more of a swing lifestyle where it's like we
4: yeah. you get,
2: and people misconstrue it all the time. They think that polyamory is just a way to swing, you know. And you do have a lot of swingers that that come into the polyamorous community or that are polyamorous, you know, and kind of bring that energy, which is okay because again, it's the, the sex positive, it's you know, sexually liberated uh, community. Mm-hmm. But those are just some of the misconceptions, you know, that we get or. Uh, another one that I get a lot is you can't commit. And I'm like, actually, I can actually commit a lot better than most because I can commit to more than one person, you know, whereas one person may not be able to commit to the person they've been with for 10 years. Right, um, right, good point. Another, I'm trying to think, another misconception that we usually get. Those, those are really the main ones that yeah. I get a lot, that I get asked a lot about, you know, when I have problems. Because I get on Instagram and Facebook, because I post a lot about polyamory, I get a lot of questions in my inbox and DMs about polyamory. And those are usually just the top, you know, conversations, you know, that I, I have with people, you know, outside of them wanting to know how it works. And, you know, if, if yeah. I think they would be right for polyamory. So is swinging, is
3: swinging more sexual?
2: So um, I've, I've never been a swinger. But from just my understanding and research on what it is, it's more recreational yeah. sex than it is a loving connection. Because even with my friends who are in a swing community, they gravitate more to polyamory because it builds more loving connections opposed to just the recreational sex, you know. Um. So, yes, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. You know. You know? But I'm not, I, I do want to make it clear that I'm not knocking swinging like it. I think <laughs> if I could be a swinger, I probably more than likely will be. I I, I'm a, I I love sex. You know, I'm very sex positive. Uh, I, I study and practice tantric sex, uh, sacred sexuality. Um, so I'm very, very huge on, you know, sexuality. And it's like, yeah, okay. I, I'm all for it, but it's just not my practice. Cool. So,
0: what have been some big, the biggest challenges of this relationship?
2: Self. You know, like, really and truthfully, polyamory, it, I tell people all the time, polyamory will challenge you completely. <laughs> it will make you see you for who you are, for who you thought you were, and who you're not. Because it's going to present you with all these things and situations that make you really see, you know, what you're doing. You know, you're going to be faced with all those things. Like, if you can deal with your partner, loving or just being intimate or even having sex with someone outside of you Um, it forces you to grow beyond who you are because of your understandings you know like a lot of people come into polyamory and they think that oh we just want to add a third to our relationship in it you know as you continue to get to know people in an open setting you realize okay dang i kind of like this person and that person is not who we originally set out to you know to enter into our dynamic you know it, it makes you Really look at yourself and say, hey, you know, is that something I really want to do? Is it something that I can that? Because most people get hit with that and they're like, nah, probably ain't for me.
4: Yeah. You know, but
2: for myself and for my wife, just having conversations over the years, you know, it it really forces you to grow in communication. Because um, it, my wife and I, we were really good friends before we, you know, entered into polyamory. We were a lot of like a lot of people say that I married my mother because she acts a lot like my mother. <laughs> Uh, fun-loving firecracker but um we were really great friends but it wasn't until like I think maybe our third well fourth year because she when we first started out she was in poly uh for like the first three years Mm -hmm. and so she thought okay you know I think I want to try this so it was around the fourth year you know Mm -hmm. that we both were actively uh, practicing polyamory where um we just really sat down and was like, okay, listen, we gotta we have
4: to be brutally honest about who we are, what we want, what we need and what we desire, and accept that within ourselves and then, you know, share that with each other. Yeah. And it wasn't until then that we really started to grow in who we were together, you know, because we opened up a whole another level of vulnerability and we realized that vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness. And so that was one of the aspects that, you know, we really and truthfully
2: uh got hit with and we at first it was difficult it was extremely difficult because we were very combative at that point in time, because we didn't realize how different we really were. You know, we thought that we were just this close knit, you know, couple at first, but, um, it forced us to really examine who we were and how we felt about things and how we felt about other people, you know? And I started to realize that I really do love, like I had been saying it for years prior to, but I'm like, I really do love people and I really do want to connect with other people, you know? And so you, you really learn a lot about yourself, you know, if that makes sense. So,
0: can I ask you a question? Because you said that, so you were into poly and your wife wasn't for three years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She was okay with you being?
2: So, so she thought, well, she was, we were originally we decided to open up our marriage, right? And so, when I started doing all this research, when I started doing all this research and came into this understanding of what polyamory was and it brought it to her, she's like, wait a minute, I'm okay with you you know, being with other women. You know, like, I get that. Because in her mind, you just getting this out system. Maybe, you know, you didn't... Um, we were still kind of okay. young, too, so she's like, maybe you, you didn't have enough, you know,
4: yeah.
2: and people that know me in college, I was a wild man. I'm a member of Omega fi. <laughs> I was... I was... I was yeah. confused. But yeah. um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. she's like, you know, maybe you just hadn't gotten it all out of your system and thinking it was more of a fad than it really was my personality, my desire to be, you know, this individual. So she's like, well, go ahead and you explore and, you know... We'll figure out a way to make it work. Okay. Until like that third year she was like, Wait a minute, man, you've been meeting all these women and having all this fun and going out on these dates and falling in love people. I wanna strive myself. Yeah. You know, and so that's when she decided to, to explore probably everywhere. herself. you know, and of course I was I was very encouraging and very supportive of her doing so as well. And I'm glad that she did because we hit the ball rolling.
1: But but G has yeah. it really been that smooth though? I'm sh- has there been oh, a no, time that you during that time, you're you're doing your thing. That she was like, okay, I, I don't really oh, like no, it. It. Was,
2: it wasn't smooth at all. Okay,
1: <laughs> it was not smooth at all, and I, I hope that I didn't make it seem that way.
2: But <laughs> it was very, it was very, it was a very difficult three years. Like those okay. were some of the toughest times of our marriage because, for one, I'm very much a communicative person. I like to talk. Uh, I like to communicate, especially if it's something that's on my mind, something I desire. I love to speak about it. And my wife is like why do we have to keep talking about this? Right. So, like, I don't I don't want to discuss this. And then I was reading all, every book that I could find on Polly, I was ordering and reading and articles and reading. And she was like, I don't want to talk about this. We talk about this every day. So we argued a lot about it. And, of course, it made her feel uh, insecure. It made her feel like, you know, why, why do you need to be with someone else? You know, why am I not enough? You know, and we had to, you know, really understand that it wasn't about her not being enough, it was more so about me and the capacity that I have, you know, and the love, the, the desire that I, I desire to give and share, you know, with people. Okay. Um, so it wasn't easy at all those first weeks. And even, even afterwards, you know, when we both started, cause we had to learn how to adapt to now both of us being polyamorous and, right. being, you know, other guys, you know, so it wasn't an easy pass through, through, through our journey. However, Looking back on it, it was it was some of the most beautiful times. because like, like I said, it brought her and I so close together. You know, like I I couldn't imagine she and I both say this I couldn't imagine being in this love style or just living my life without her. You know, because that's how close we have grown. You know, just through you know the experiences that we've had in polyamory, we've had some some experiences. So, you know, but yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy by far. You know, but yeah. we were determined to be together. You know, and that's what I think makes him, looking back on it, makes it look easy to us. What seemed like it was a, you know, he's an easy journey now.
3: So are you always upfront uh, with the people that you pursue, that you're in this lifestyle? Like, how does that, because I'm sure, I'm sure at some level, when you go out and pursue, uh, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, that person may be uh, in a monogamous relationship. How do you approach that and are you always upfront uh, and to what extent are you upfront
2: about being a? a I this um, just to kind of clear something you said, not clear, but just to touch on something you said mm-hmm. uh, if they're in a if they're already in a monogamous relationship, I won't approach them at all. Oh, okay you know, oh, okay don't everyone's relationships you know however, we have a polyamorous community that uh, we're part of. There's several different you know Facebook groups you right. know um, online. And uh, a really great friend, my best friend, he um, started a group that I admin. I've been admin in the group since we started it. And um, that community allows us to meet other black and polyamorous people. Um, The name of the group is Poly Black and Dating. Um, So we... We create that, that atmosphere for others that are like us, that are seeking other lovers. So majority of the time that I'm reaching out to people to connect with and to date is particularly from the polyamorous community. Okay. However, I will date women that aren't in the community. You know, my, my wife has dated and will date guys that aren't in it. As long as they understand, you know, our dynamic and, you know, the love style that we have and that she and I are together, you know, but we support the connections so, you know, we, we'll date, we'll, you know, if we're, if we're attracted to that individual, then we'll date them. You know, as long as they're in the situation. You have I mean, yeah, a lot of people in the poly community that aren't really practicing poly like they're supposed to. Okay. You know, and people that lie and say, hey, I'm poly, but their spouse might not know that they're in the groups. You know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of things, but, you know, we try to do a lot of vetting and, um, we try to make sure that the people that we date are aware. So to answer your question, yes, I always let them know I'm very much poly. But for one, I live out loud. You know, like I I blast my 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 wife, my family, you know, as well as polyamory. The only thing that I don't really put out there is multiple partners because other partners that I've had in the past weren't open as I was. Right. So oh. Posting a lot of them. And I try to respect everyone's privacy, you know, because a lot of us are, you know, we, we are in careers that it may be frowned upon. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, what's, but what it was the same, what's understood doesn't need explanation, so I don't really necessarily have to blast that because you know what our situation is. Or if we are in a poly community setting, you know, or event, and they know who, you know, we are together, you know what I mean? But right. at the end of the day, if I'm approaching someone, I let them know, listen, I'm married, I'm polyamorous. Um, but i'm interested in getting to know you. You, you know if
1: you're open to that then we'll see what things go um so if if i were interested in that lifestyle and i wanted to join one of those groups right is it okay for somebody like me who's probably interested in in pursuing that to be a part of that just to kind of see how it works but not not yeah, really
4: we, we have,
2: oh, i'm
1: sorry n- yeah not really fully sure of what i'm doing or whatever but w- i'm curious about it yeah we welcome anyone that wants to
2: know more about polyamory, that wants to practice, and just to see how everything, you know, operates. Because I tell people all the time, you really won't know until you are engaging in it, you know. In the sense, I'm not necessarily saying you have to go and date, but just surrounding yourself around people who live and love this way, you know. Because you're like, well, damn, you know, there's people that look like me, you know, that's loving in this way. So, you know, we welcome people to come in, you know, join the groups. I know our group specifically is a dating group. So typically if you're in our group, it's expected of you to be on the search for someone to date, (laughs) you know, like there, but there's, there's so many different, um, groups that educate on polyamory. Um, our specific group is where you would come to, you know, to find your, your love, your partner, you know, and have a good time. We, We host events here in Atlanta all the time. You know, we, um, uh, before COVID, you know, we hosted, we we would host a um, meet and greet every Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, we host a huge event for Halloween called Polyween, which is an amazing uh, four-day event. Starts on Thursday, ends on Sunday. Um, it's, 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 it's really amazing. You know, costume parties, you know. So if you ever see my wife and I dressed up on you know, social media, you know, doing Halloween, that's what we're going to Polyween, you know, and we, uh, we couldn't have it this year, so I'm, I'm hurt yeah <laughs> but, uh, but yeah but if, you're inter- if anyone is interested in it you know we we tell you reach out you know to someone who shows polyamorous ask them about the like, different groups mm-hmm. you know we accept people into our group uh it's easily found on facebook under poly black and dating uh we're also on instagram it's poly black and dating yeah um, so you know mm-hmm. yeah and we, we welcome people to, to learn more about it you know because mm-hmm. it, if If it's not something for you, at least you have a better understanding of it. And you're looking at people crazy and, you know, jamming folks, you know, for their love style. You know, you allow people to be who they are. So
0: with you saying that, right, why do you think a lot of people, they force monogamy on a person, right? Mm -hmm. But they're against living the poly lifestyle. Have you been around a lot of people who...
2: Yeah, I do. (laughs) I get it all the time, I, I'm, I'm always hit with, you know, Coogee, you you're not living right. And I'm, mind you, I'm not a religious person, you know, so I get a lot of my Christian friends that are like, Kuji. you know, that's not in the Bible. And I'm like, well, believe me this, you know, And or they're like, you know, that's against God's word. And, and I'm like, well, I'm not a Christian. So, you know, I really wouldn't adhere to that. However, I do what's best for me. This is my life. You know, but I do get a lot of people telling me like, man, you shouldn't be doing this but then i see them cheating on the other.
1: right exactly the other. <laughs> yeah
2: i'll tell you it's really interesting that i get a lot of women that will try and talk to me reach out to me that are married <laughs> when i tell them that my wife knows they have a problem but before that they're like oh yeah let's get together let's <gasps> so I'm Like, okay well you can meet my wife
1: that's interesting
2: you know, like why? Would I, why would i do that I'm like, because we're open we're polyamorous like you know, we won't, we won't have to hide. But I do, I, I get it all the time where people are, you know, they, they shun and, and um, speak bad about polyamory,
1: but they do other things like cheating. Cheating, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to
2: me. It's... I never understood. And I think I, I never will.
4: Right.
1: So I'm curious about your family, Kooji. Like, how, how did they react to all of this?
2: So, um... <laughs> oh, before, before I say that, I want to say last thing about the whole cheating thing. Sure. There are actually there are people in the polyamorous community too that practice polyamory that still cheat as well.
4: You know, it's crazy. 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 Why? You know, oh, it's, why? It's, it's, it's
2: interesting. It's interesting. But that goes more so to a person's personality and character, characteristics than than the community and the, the the love style. So, but to ask your question.
1: Wait, go, let's go back. So cheating. <laughs> oh, <let's go> back. <laughs>
3: Go back to that. Go back to that. Go okay. back to that. Yeah. So, I wanted to, yeah, explain that
2: more. Why would somebody want to cheat? Cheese, you know? I honestly can't explain their their behaviors and why they, because it's not something that I do,
4: but it's things that I see. Being an admin in a in community, in yeah. you know, a poly group, we always refer to it as a community, by the way, opposed okay. to just
2: as a group, because it really is a community for us. But um, being an admin in a community, it's... We see it all the time, and I, I can't really explain why they do it. You know, it's just like I said, it's based on that person's personality, and characteristics. You know, like I see I, all the time. I'm just gonna be frank. Uh, fuck boy gonna be a fuckboy, whether they're polyamorous and a same as same as a fuckgirl. You know, they're they gonna be that. Yeah. Right? Forgive my language. You know,
1: if you guys have um, younger audiences, but no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's true.
2: You know, you're gonna be who you are wherever you are. You know it's gonna show it's this ugly face you know if that's who you are then it's gonna show up
1: so you know is it cheating um, is it cheating because you are not open and your your partner your other partners are not don't know about the relationship yeah. or aware of it so
2: from, from what we from what we've seen is cheating because you're with someone who your partner does not know about okay you know or or to give you a better example uh, a lot of times in polyamory couples um, set boundaries right um some people call them rules some people call them agreements you know my wife and
4: i we like the term agreements you know opposed to like rules, rules. yeah that's a whole another another story of we had so many rules when we first
2: started you know but we only have a couple of agreements now but going outside of those boundaries and those agreements that are set between you and your partner and it's cheating you know yeah. like if your partner says you know, i'm not comfortable you go going, you know and doing this without me knowing, and you go and do that without their partner knowing. She, you know, and that happens a lot. And the reason why I say it happens a lot because it gets blasted on on the timelines in the, in the community. You be like, "Whoa, Whoa. okay." Well, that was wow. left. you know, so it, we see it all the time. You know. But, okay.
1: Um, so, so yeah. let's get back to your family, like family. I mean, cause, <laughs> so you grew up pretty much in a. Would you say Christian household?
2: Mm-mm. No? Okay. Very spiritual, African-centered household. African-centered, um, okay. Very non-religious household. Okay. Um, especially a household where sex wasn't a taboo or, oh, you no. know, being promiscuous was a, a issue. Like, I grew up in a house where my mother and my father were very free spirits. They were very uh, educated. Okay. Um, street-wise as well as, you know, educated. Uh, uh, college educator as well but they were so, so much of a free spirit and loving people that they didn't conform to societal norms and rules yeah. uh, actually I found out um, years after my wife and I had been practicing polyamory that my parents actually practiced polyamory at one point too which blew my mind I'm like, <laughs> Wait a minute. it's in my blood it's in my DNA, it's in your DNA. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but it was it was interesting when my family, they, they always knew that I would be a little different as it relates to my love style because I was a guy you know, who always had a lot of women, you know, friends, a lot of women. I mean, for one, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. So I've always had women around uh, and I enjoyed that growing up. And I think that's probably what kind of played a part of my you know, being polyamorous because it was always my twin sister. And it, it was 12 of us, but still, we just grew up together. Um, so I've always had like my sister's friends around and they were beautiful. You know, it was like, man, I won't hurt, and I want her too. You, you, know. So my family always knew that I would be a little different, you know. They probably thought I would probably be this. But um, when I finally told them, came out and told them about polyamory, they were like, oh, yeah, we we, we supported. We knew that you were going to be this or something, you know, to the extent. Yeah. Um, but I'll never forget, uh, actually, the time that I actually came out to my family about polyamory, um, was when I found out that my my parents had uh, polyamorous connections or relationships, you know, in the past.
4: Because okay. I was sitting drinking with my mother, <laughs> her sisters, and
2: um, a couple of my cousins. And I carry I, I, I'm an avid reader, so I'm always reading something. And um, I had my, my backpack with me, and I we were drinking a lot, and I kicked over my bag, and all my books fell out. I had a book at the time I was reading opening up. A book called She Comes First,
4: mm-hmm.
2: another book called Polyamory in the Twenty First Century, and they all fell out the back. Oh, I'm sorry, it was The Heart of Tantra Sex was the the other book that fell out. And so my cousin was like, What what,
4: what is all this? You know, what, what
2: are these books? You know? And so I was explaining to them, you know, about polyamory, mm-hmm. and this was the first time that I had really verbally communicated. You know what my wife and
4: I practice. If you know, they all kind of had speculation, they always was kind of sharing it with the family. Yeah. You know that. Hey, you know, could you be you know flirting a lot
2: on Facebook. You know, be out. You know, with this particular woman. So it was always kind of exposure to what we did. But it was the first time that I actually verbally communicated that with them. And my mother was like, "Yeah, you sound just like your dad." You know, like I remember we had a you know a polyamorous con- you know connection. I'm, we're all drinks. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mom. <laughs> you know. Until the next day you know, my father and I were out, and he was like, yeah, your your mother was, that's, we we did. So, they really accepted us, you know, in our love style, and they accepted our partner. like when, we host a lot of um, house gatherings here, we call game nights, you know, nothing sexual at all, it's just like, we just all get together, play Drunk Uno, uh, Ring of Fire, stuff like that, and um, it's always a lot of our, you know, the poly community, as well as our vanilla friends you know is what we call them yeah you know people who don't practice polyamory so they all you know would come in and be hanging out but my family came down and they would meet um, different partners of ours and they would embrace them as if they was just like my girl from without me being married or my partner from without her being married to me like they would just accept it you know and it was like it was a family because that—that's just my, my my family. Like they're a very loving family, very accepting, you know. And we like, hey, what you what you want to do? It's what you do, you know. We support and we love you because you're my family.
1: So so,
2: very
1: so talk about DNA. Is your twin in polyamory as well?
2: She's not.
1: Oh, okay. She's Any not. other your your siblings are?
2: I do have another sister that who, who's a part of the community as okay. well. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny because and I get they joke with me a lot because. A lot of my family members have, over the years have joined the poly the poly community, and because they're like, man, this is like us. This is what I've been, you know, feeling all my life, and you okay. know, I'm glad that you were bold enough to do it. Because now I feel confident enough to do it, and so I do have a lot of family members in the, uh, the poly community. Oh wow! <laughs> I tell you, our the very first one of the very first groups that I joined, uh, it was a very a huge group. I think they had like thirty thousand members, and uh, it was a predominantly white group. And I'll never forget. I uh, I joined and I made my introduction, and like I scrolled down, and I saw one of my uncles. <laughs> was, I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" what are you doing? He's like, "What are you doing?" Here? <laughs> uh, not many in my family are Greek, and this particular uncle of mine is an Omega as well. So he's like, "I guess I guess it's in our family," you know. So
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was it was really interesting. But um, but yeah, so my family is very much open. You know, again, like I said, we grew up in a household that wasn't was, you know, very non-traditional. In fact, I remember growing up in high school when other guys were looking at women that were uh, promiscuous as being, you know, hoes and yeah, you know, well, all that. And I was, I was like, man, I, I don't see what's wrong with it. Like, right. that's normal to me because in my household, you know, sex was a good thing. You know, you 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 know, you wanted someone to be intimate with and share sexual experience. With. Then do, do it as long as you protect yourself and, you know, it is done right with, con- with consent. Mm-hmm. I do mean so it was so crazy, crazy to me when I started realizing how bad you know promiscuity was yeah you wow. but yeah so my family is very much and I love them I, I'm grateful that they are the supportive family you know that they are
1: that's awesome
0: so is it truly possible to love all your partners the same yes
1: yes it is oh really like wow
2: yes like I'll tell you again this this is speaking from someone who absolutely loves love um for me, when I, and, I, and this, is, this is how it works for me, you know, I can't speak for anyone as so I'll share what that works for me, when I'm loving someone outside of my wife, it makes me love my wife that much more, you know, Ooh. if I'm sharing intimacy and, you know, sexual experiences with another woman, it makes me desire my wife sexually that much more. Because um, I mean, love is energy and it never dies. You know? oh. so it's just it's just transforming, it, or not trans, necessarily transforming. It's just traveling from one one. It's flowing, it's flowing. And so for me, I absolutely when I'm in love, I'm in love. You know, and I'm a firm believer in rising in love opposed to falling in love. So you hear me say rise in love a lot because um, falling hurts. Um, <laughs> but but it does for real. But it does, you know. But um. I um I, I absolutely love the connections that I have made, you know, over the years. And Alexa, when I'm in love, I'm in love. And as you can see, my, my whole tone just drops. I know. Ah, like but, I, it's it's a beautiful feeling to be able to love. But it's it's just like this. You have three children, right?
4: You didn't stop loving your next child after you had your your, your first child. After you had your second. Right. You
2: didn't love the first two no differently than you loved the third one when it came in. Mm-hmm. you love them all equally but in different ways Wait, and I yeah. explain to people all the time that you know different energy different people brings out and provokes different energy yeah so you have a different level of connection you know with them so just like with my four daughters you know even with my brand new daughter like I have a, a, a great deal of love and I just met her you know two weeks ago you know and so it's it but I, I don't love my 17 year old no different like has been my heart you know 17 years you know my two in the middle my 11 and my eight year old like I I love them just uh it's it's, you know so it's it's impossible for me to say um I can't love this person and love that person because I love my wife with everything in me you know but there has been times where I'm in love with another woman outside of my wife and we don't show any variation between that love it's like Yeah, I love you, and I still love you, and I can show that to you both simultaneously. You know, but you—it's ways to learn how to do that, though, to navigate that love, because sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm so in love with this person, you know, or maybe call it what we call uh, NRE, new relationship energy, where you forget and neglect that particular person, and that's where those feelings of jealousy come in, neglect, you know, but when you learn how to manage that, you say, okay this is what I love about you and this is what we share, but I also want to make sure that I'm open with you too. And what I've learned to do with my wife, you know, and with partners is I do it is, It's almost like clockwork, you know, quarterly, you know, uh, do check-ins like, Hey, you oh, know, wow. how can I be a better, bro- uh, a better lover? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better friend? You know, is there anything that i that you're lacking from me yeah. that I need to show up for, you know, with my wife and I, I, share this with my partners as well, you know, just to kind of make sure I'm navigating that love, you know, uh um, in a healthy manner, you know, for the communicating and making sure that I'm not leaving her behind. So, you know, as
1: well as with my partner. You know, that's what, that's my, how I connect to that, the whole um, loving different people, because I can imagine that everybody brings out a different um, feeling in you or you... The, not that you love somebody differently, but everybody contributes to a different feeling within you, and that's how I like. That's how I understand. That's why I understand why people are attracted to that type of relationship, because everybody. I was like, we put so many, so much pressure on ourselves to be this one person in a relationship, this one relationship, and we put our ourselves under so much pressure. But if I can see that you can get what you need. Or get your needs met from different types of relationships.
2: Yeah, and it's perfectly okay. Yeah. You know, because everyone provokes a different type of energy. Yeah. You know, like I'm very, like, even my wife and I, we're very opposite. I'm an extreme extrovert. She Well, let me not say We both, we've <laughs> each other out over the years. I used to be an extreme extrovert. She used to be an extreme introvert. You know, and a lot of the things that I like to do and enjoy doing, she was like, No, nah, I'm a homebody, I ain't trying to do all that. Yeah. You know, and I would I would refrain from doing it because I wouldn't want to go by myself. i like, mean, I want to go with my wife, I want to go with my partner. You know, but Polly Embryo allowed me to have a partner to say, you know, you love doing this too? Let's go, we go do it. Again. Yeah, it's
4: perfect my wife's like, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't do it that anyway. You know right,
2: so yeah. vice versa. You know, she has people that she can, you know, do all the things that she likes that I won't. But I will say that I'm a little more open to uh, explore the things that she may want to do. But I'm a little different than most people, period. And I'm not trying to sound
1: arrogant, but I really am. Like for those that know me you know I'm just I'm just cut from a different cloth. Yeah. I'm
2: not trying to, to belittle anyone. I'm j i am understand that I'm an alien. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but um it, it allows for you to connect with people who share those same interests, you know, and still have a connection with someone who doesn't have that interest but have a different
1: exactly. interest. Exactly.
2: And it's a beautiful thing. You know, because it teaches you so much about yourself as well, and you start to grow a little bit more because you're now, especially if you're open-minded, you become more exposed to things that you may not have done, you know, or people that you may not have been associated with, you know, and it adds on to who you are as a, you know, as a person, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. Go ahead,
3: Renee. Go ahead, Renee. Um, do you think that your, uh, the practice of polyamory has been a transcended into how you relate to your kids and love your kids? In any way? Um, honestly, I don't think that polyamory had anything to do with that.
2: Only because my parents, hands down, are the best parents in the world. They weren't married for the ten years of my life, but they both were very dynamic. Very active, very loving, very supportive. Yeah. And the type of love, like I tell you all the time, the love that I give people is the love that my mother gives everyone. And I don't know Heather, if you saw my post and saw some of the things that people were commenting, uh, or especially on Facebook, like people showed up and showed out when she when she transitioned. But my parents were so loving. Like I know I couldn't I couldn't have gotten that love anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and because of because that love was poured into me, that's exactly how I love my children you know um so but I will say this though to your question polyamory showed me how to differentiate that love between them because they were so different yeah you know um and how to say okay my 17 year old this is who you are and I uh, uh, I respect who you are as an individual and I can you know facilitate this connection father and daughter connection between us based off of who you are you know as I would like with a relationship you know um and so forth with the rest of my daughters. So it did help me with that, you know, um, and, and I'm grateful for that. But Paul everything taught me so many other things too. But just as far as it relates to my family, like you would have to know, like I was a seven year old boy running around, people ask me what I want to do or want to be, and I'm saying I want to be a father.
4: Oh, know? okay.
2: You know, so it was it was always there because I had such a great father, big care, you know, I'm sorry, a father, you know, who which is there, you know, and who's still there. You know, my, he's very—he he <laughs> loves the whole concept of polyamory I and I mean being polyamorous. Like he absolutely loves it. But um, yeah. So that, I,
1: that's one it. final question for me. Don't you have you ever gotten just tired? Like, because I mean, having keeping up with all these relationships, and you want to be the best partner you you can be, but doesn't it get a little draining sometimes?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it gets draining, but I'm very selective. Okay. on who I <clears throat> share my energy with, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm very selective on, you know, what I exchange energy with. So people that, um, the people that I connect with, they're, they're not going to be trained. Okay. You know, they're going to be people that have a fair exchange, you know, um, and engaging in a healthy exchange of energy you know, so we're pouring into each other you know, I'm I'm, I'm real big on if the vibration, I'm, I'm an energy and vibrations person, mm-hmm. so if it's low low vibration, then I'm like, nah I'll pass, you know, but if it's high vibration, I'm always feeling energized when I'm speaking with you, just like I'm speaking about poly now it gives me, you know, and I love it, so those are the type of people that I look to, to connect with, you know, that, that are just beautiful spirits, you know, and Typically, those are the women that I'll date. So it doesn't get drained for me. Like, and I, I absolutely—that's like asking me, "Do you be tired of loving your wife? Because with her for so long, like, no. Like, I I love being with her every. And we we have a really uh, kid-like relationship.
4: So yeah. show, we, we let, and those are some of the qualities that I look for in my partners. So if I can
2: be myself, to because I'm very silly. Like right now, I'm being you know serious, but you know for the show, but <laughs> I'm really a big kid. You know, and so we have we have a good time. You know, and um, I just, I, so for me, to, to think that a partner could train me, then they should be my partner.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so, cool.
2: But when you, but it, it's just like when you, you know, I, I don't know how old you, you ladies are, but when 26. you, in your life, I'm sorry,
4: 20, 26. 26. I heard
2: that. <laughs> but I was, I was going to say. Yeah. You know, when, when you were a lot younger, you know, maybe in your teens, you met this, you know, met this guy or met this woman, you know, and, you know, they just filled you you, just, you know, you was excited about being around. Like, you never felt dull until you started meeting those combative areas. And you're like, damn, this ain't the person I thought it was, you know. And see, and I, and I say it to say that I do try to take my time to get to know people, you know. Like, I tell people when I meet you, I just say if I, you know, met you out and I, I wanted to get to know you, I would tell you, but listen. I'm interested in knowing to know you. I don't have any expectations yeah. of this being one thing or another, but I'm open to our connection being very platonic and growing and blossoming into whatever our energies collectively put into it. You know, because it could, and I, I also say this, you know, it could be something strictly platonic or it could be something romantic. It could be something strictly sexual. You know, I'm yeah. open to those things. Or it could be something that encompasses it all, you know, but I don't want to put an expectation on it needing to be that, you know. Right. So whatever we grow into let's do that you know and usually you kind of fill out and see you know well, for me I'll kind of fill out and see what that connection is because if it doesn't give me that high energy that like that man I really enjoy being with you. I really enjoy conversing with this person on a regular basis I know it's not a person that I can really you know yeah. solidify a relationship with okay so, um, so
0: what would you tell a person that is curious to get into that lifestyle who's never been around that how would you talk them into it or what advice would you give them
2: Talk them into it. Uh, I, not I, I, into I them always them say, I say, I, I, I try to tell uh, you, like, if, you own a, if you're not really sure about polyamory, you know, I say don't do it. But if you, if you think it's something that you're really interested in and that you feel like it really aligns with, you know, your spirit and your personality and your yeah. heart, you know, because a lot of times our mindset is really not where our heart and spirit is at, at times, but I say be open-minded. Yeah, You know, don't go in it with one perception of what it's supposed to be for you, you know. Um, to also learn as much as you possibly can, you know, about who you are first. You know, be again, and I say this to, to any newcomer coming our in our community that asks me my advice, take the personal life and idea. Be brutally honest with yourself about who you are, what you want, what you need, and what you desire. Accept that within yourself, because that way now you can navigate. It's like if you don't know who you are, because most people don't know who they are, however right. old they may be. Or, however young they may be, you know, but learn who you are so now you can successfully navigate to those things, you know, in this love style that you may want. Because you never know what your future may bring for you because you never know what you want until you expose yourself to something different. You know, because you very well may expose yourself to polyamory and be like, nah, this isn't for me. You know, maybe I might just be open. And there's so many different dynamics. You know, you may not be polyamorous, you may be um, polyandrous, you may be a swinger, you may just be open. You know, um, it's, it's so many different things there. So learning who you are, you know, will really help you navigate, you know, what your direction mm-hmm. is. But once you decide that polyamory is for you, be open to love, have fun, you know, loving. You know, uh, don't be too hard on yourself if you're not, um, I guess, quote-unquote, polying the way people expect you to. Uh, and I always tell people this, too. Like, if you're a couple coming into a polyamory, Probably in a way that, that's best for you and your partner, you know, because you try to do what everyone else is doing and you overstep some boundaries, uh, agreements or, you know, anything like that. You can create a whole lot more insecurities, hurt and pain that imagine. will devastate your relationship, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so really just, just be open minded and learn as much as you can. And like I said, have fun with it, mm-hmm. you know, and read as much as you can about it, you know, and join some
0: communities. So I'm get, that shirt. I keep staring at it, right? It says, "Damn, we make polyamory um, look um, good." <laughs> and where so did you get that? Where did you get that? So this shirt is actually uh, made by my last boyfriend. He has a um, um uh, whatever he has a t-shirt shop um, where he makes
2: polyamorous paraphernalia, um, and it's, I have a it, design. Now, this sure was a little arrogant, because it say, damn, we make polyamory look good. And because I favor how my wife and I um, practice polyamory. You know, that's not saying that anyone else is not really doing it. I just love how we Engage in polyamory with each other as well as with our partners, but uh, he yeah. made insurance specifically for me. But he yeah. does have a, a host of you know, yeah. different um, designs for polyamory, mm-hmm. so okay, and I cool.
4: try to
0: support
2: him too. So I love it. And I try to so him because I have several, several
0: insurance. I love it. I love it. Like it. Alright any more questions, lady? Love it. Any more questions? Like oh, what
3: is your What is your your um where people can get that?
2: The oh, so, the shirt on, on Instagram
1: at Black Poly Teens. Okay. Black yeah, poly on Instagram. Teens. Okay. Uh, and and while why you're at it on Instagram, people are interested in learning more about polyamory, uh, we're on um, Instagram at Facebook that's Poly Black and the group, like I said, is a dating group, so if you're interested in trying to find someone able you know, to connect with, come join a group. Uh, we like the club, so you come in and have a good time. You might step on somebody's shoes, and they might look at you crazy sometimes. We're you kill know, all love. Um,
2: but yeah, but we're on it. And I personally want Instagram as Kikunji to as a lover, um, if anyone is interested in following. Because I do post a lot about polyamory and I speak about it. But I see a lot from a different perspective. A lot of people. More to the triad perspective than you know their wife and them adding another woman into their connection, which is not a uh, issue, is not a, a wrong thing to do. It's just not what I practice. Okay. Yeah. Practice you know being openly. Excuse me. I'm, it's okay. It's you know, early morning. Practice being openly, so you know we give a perspective of it's okay for my wife not to be, you know, to, to be with other men, you know, if she you know chooses to be. So uh,
4: we call it OPP. In a body, I mean, more
0: policy. So could yeah. you, so in our closing, right, one thing we always ask our guests, what are you grateful for? You give me oh. one thing you're grateful for.
4: this
2: whole show about being
0: body, I can't just pick one thing. Okay, <laughs> take a couple then. if this is Polly.
4: Go ahead. Pick two. So, I'm, I'm really just grateful for life and, and truly
2: living life you know, and the experience of love, mm-hmm. you know, like again, like I mentioned,
0: I'm a lover, you know, and I think if I couldn't love, I couldn't live, Ooh. you know, so I love it, I love, yeah. it. love so, it, I love it, love it, Honest, thank you so much for coming on honestly, um, we understand a lot more now about the lifestyle, because I thought polygamy and polyamory were the same exact thing, so we appreciate you being on and enlightening us on this subject, so
2: I'm glad I could. I enjoy speaking. Sure I'm glad I got to introduce you ladies as well. So definitely. I I, 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 so
0: <laughs> but I, we appreciate uh, you being on though. So again, follow us yeah, at yeah. I Got You Podcast. We are on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I Got You Podcast. Thank and you. Sure I will
4: make sure I follow you guys on all those platforms.